The sermon this morning will come from the Gospel of Mark, the Gospel of Mark uh, chapter 4. Hear the reading of, the, of God's word. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. This is God's word. Would you pray with me? Father, as we come into your presence this morning, uh, we are mindful that, that you are our God. And that you have given us a word, a very sure word. And we come placing ourselves under the authority of your word. Lord, thank you for the privilege and blessing of having your word, of, of feeding upon your word, of being nourished. Your word is a light into our path. And so now, Lord, would you take this word and would you apply it to our hearts? And Lord, I pray that the messenger would decrease and you would increase and that you would glorify yourself through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There's something, there's something mysterious about the way things grow, isn't it? When you, when you, when you think about how things grow, it's mysterious. It's strange. Uh, when, when Suri and I moved to, to West Africa, we, we got an apartment. It took us a few weeks. We, we, we finally found an apartment. And we, uh, we noticed right outside of our balcony that there was, a, uh, there was a, few, there's a few trees right outside our balcony. And there was this huge bird nest, a big bird nest. And um, we, we found out that these were, uh, this, this nest was the nest of, of kites, African kites. Um, think, of, think of like a hawk. This is like a bird of prey, a big bird. It's about, about this big. Um, but these, the couple kites had made a, a big nest. They laid their eggs. And over the next several weeks, uh, even, I think even a couple months, we watched the, uh, the eggs hatch, and we watched these little, little chicks, these little African kites, grow. Until one day, they just, they flew the, the nest. They, they, they just kind of, it was interesting to see them flapping their wings. They would exercise their wings until one day they were strong enough to fly away. And, and you know, Suri, Suri and I had the, the wonderful privilege of, of seeing uh, these kites grow. I say we saw them grow, but, but really what we saw were like, were like, like, like freeze frames, like, each day, we, we would see the kite, you know, uh, maybe see it a few times. Uh, next day, we would see it. And, and we would see the growth. But we, you can't really see. We didn't really see those kites grow. Because with the naked human eye, we can't really see things grow, can we? Things, things that grow organically, even inorganically. I was, I was thinking about how crystals grow and diamonds, we, you can't, you, we can't visibly see things grow because they grow so slowly. 
even, even people, um, when you think about, I, th- I was thinking about, you know, my nieces, nephews, um, cousins, I, I would typically see them once or twice a year, usually Christmas, Thanksgiving. And, you know, when they were small, I, I noticed I could see each year how much they had grown. <laughs> and it was, it was fascinating, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, like, you know, you're two inches taller. Uh, but if you were their parents or their siblings, you wouldn't notice anything, would you? Because growth is imperceptible, and it's mysterious. It's almost unobservable. You know what else grows mysteriously? The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. This morning, we're going to look at what's known as a parable of the kingdom. Uh, So Larry, he's been uh, going through the parables of the kingdom and the gospel of Matthew, and the gospel writer Mark also gives us kingdom parables. Uh, this particular parable occurs only, what's unique about this parable, not only is it short, you could you can almost read right past it, it's so short, but it occurs only in Mark's gospel. It, does not in, it doesn't, doesn't occur in any of the other gospels, any of the other three gospels. It's unique in that way. And this parable gives us uh, uh, an interesting look into the kingdom of God. And it's also, it's sandwiched between two other parables about seeds, about the growth of seeds as illustrations of the kingdom. Most people at the time of Jesus in, in first century Palestine, they had, they had an idea, um, they had an expectation of what the kingdom would be. They, they had uh, they had all sorts of expectations. They, they had thoughts of, of how God, God's reign would, would spectacularly, uh, powerfully, unmistakably break into human existence. And everyone would know it. And God would vanquish his enemies and he would be glorified. This was the, the dominant expectation of how God's kingdom would, be, would arrive on earth among the Jewish people. It was going to be spectacular. But the, the, kingdom that, the, the kingdom that was taking shape in the coming of Jesus Christ wasn't going to fit that description. It wasn't going to fit their expectation. Jesus understood that, that the kingdom, his kingdom, needed some explanation. Hence, hence his words, the kingdom of God is as if. When, when you read the, the kingdom parables, that's a, common, that's a common way that Jesus, it's a common turn of phrase. Jesus would say, the kingdom, of, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven in the Gospel of Matthew is as if. Jesus began several of his parables with these words. Jesus was, he was a master teacher. And he was a, he was a master of the simile and the metaphor. He could take a, a mundane thing, commonplace thing of everyday life, and he would fill it with with spiritual meaning. He was a master at this. And so we have the parable of the seeds this morning. And for Jesus, the nature of seeds were, were, the nature of seeds was particularly apt for describing his kingdom. Their size, their growth, uh, all the characteristics of, uh, of seeds illustrated for Jesus the peculiarities of his kingdom. 
Think about seeds. Think about the way they grow. Nothing like the expectation of, the, of, of what the Jews had of how the kingdom was going to come. Had nothing. No, no, there's, I mean, if you think, of, <laughs> when you think about how seeds grow, they're so slow. We often don't see, that we, you can't see a seed growing in the ground until it breaks out of the soil. And, and the way seeds grow is, is nothing of how the, the, the Jews were expecting the kingdom of God to come. But for, for Jesus, the seed was the perfect metaphor. In fact, Jesus has other parables of seeds, the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the sower that scatters seed on the different soils. For Jesus, the seed was, it was, it was perfect for describing his kingdom. And so what Jesus was doing as he gives us uh, all the parables of the seeds in this particular one this morning, he was resetting, as it were, the expectations of the kingdom. And the question for us this morning, for you and I, is how is Jesus going to reset our expectations for his kingdom? How is Jesus going to reset our expectations? Well, I I think there's a few points uh, that, that rise up from this parable. And the first one is this. The kingdom grows mysteriously. The kingdom grows mysteriously. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Before I go any further with this point, I want to say just a few words about the kingdom. And I'm sure Larry has probably gone into much much more detailed explanation in the series of the parables of the kingdom. But I just want to say that the idea of the kingdom is something that's uh, been debated among biblical scholars uh, for a long time. There's a lot that's been written about it. Um, what exactly is the kingdom? What is the, the, the nature, the scope of the kingdom? What is the relationship of the kingdom to the church? All these, all these kinds of questions are, are uh, there's a lot of, lot of debate <laughs> surrounding that. I can't, I'm not going to be able to solve all those questions this morning. Uh, make no, no claim to be able to do that. But I'd just like to uh, take a stab at, at uh, kind of a rough and ready definition of what, what I think rises out of Scripture in terms of what essentially is the kingdom. The kingdom of God is essentially God's saving reign breaking in to earth. God's saving reign powerfully and decisively breaking in to earth. And this rain, uh, this, this rain came at a specific point in time. It broke into space and time. And Jesus Christ, this rain continues. It continues until all of creation, in fact, will be restored and renewed one day. And Jesus Christ, he is the king of this kingdom. And the kingdom is here. It is present this morning here at, at Florida, at, at, at Florida Coast uh, Church. <laughs> I just, the, the kingdom is here. The kingdom is present at Florida Coast Church right here as, as we've been singing, as we've been worshiping the Lord. The kingdom is here. But, but the kingdom is yet, not yet fully complete. 
it's not yet fully realized. And if that statement is true, I think that'll help us understand a lot of the rest of the Bible. As you read the New Testament, it'll, it'll help you make sense of, of a lot of what the New Testament writers are talking about. The kingdom is here, but it's not yet fully complete. It's, 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 it's in our midst, but we know things just aren't completely right. And we know this intuitively. We know this, we know this every single day. You, you don't have to you just read the news. Look at what's going around us in the world. Look at, look at, our, look at what's going around in, you know, here in Florida, the U.S., around the world, where we live in West Africa. The evil, the wickedness, the injustice, the, the darkness. So, so the kingdom, according to Scripture, the kingdom is here. But if, if all this is, 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 if chaos is everywhere, <laughs> we know, we know that the kingdom is not yet complete. And even in our own hearts, when I, when I look into the, the depths of my own heart, and I can't even see the, the deepest depths of my heart, only God can do that. But I know even in myself the evil that's in my heart. I know that the kingdom is yet, not yet fully complete and realized. And that's important for us to realize. It's important for us to, to hold on to that because I think according to Jesus, if we can hold on to that, if we, if we can realize that the kingdom is growing slowly and mysteriously and it's not yet fully complete, that'll help us get a good night's sleep. <laughs> it really will. The kingdom grows mysteriously. <clears throat> and it grows without human initiative. Now, I need to say a little a little caveat there. The kingdom grows without initiative. And you might say, well, that's not true, Colin. I mean, you know, God uses us. He does. God uses means. He uses, he, the kingdom, God uses uh, instrumentality, if you will. Uh, the kingdom, we, we have to be involved. There, there are things we have to do in seeing God's kingdom grow. Uh, just practically speaking, uh, organizing this, this church service this morning involved a lot of forethought, a lot of planning. Doing ministry involves a lot of planning, making phone calls, sending a text, gathering people, planning a Bible study. Planning a Bible study involves a lot of, a lot of prayer, a lot of study, planning a, teach, a teaching, preaching, whatever it is, in, in diaconal ministry, serving the needs of those who... who who are, who, who are in, in deep need, whether materially or, or emotionally, mentally. There's, there's all kinds of planning involved. There's initiative. There's forethought. So when I say that the kingdom of God comes without human initiative, I don't mean that, that there's nothing that we do. <clears throat> but what I do mean is this parable is calling us to get perspective. It's calling us to get perspective on the fact that, that ultimately the kingdom of God grows independent of you and I. And it doesn't, grow, it doesn't grow by how much effort we put into it. It grows, in fact, as Jesus says, while we sleep. Did you catch that in the parable? The farmer goes out and he scatters the seed. And then what does he do? He, he goes home and he sleeps. It grows. He doesn't know how. 
He, it grows when and where he least expects it. Maybe he might wake up the next day and, you know, a week from where he scattered seed and he didn't realize he put seed somewhere and all of a sudden there's growth and he had no idea. And I would argue that that's, that's exactly how we see the kingdom grow in our midst. It grows mysteriously. We don't know what God is doing. I don't know what God is doing in your hearts this morning. I don't know what God is doing in your, your family, your colleagues, your neighbors. And, and odds are you, you actually don't know either. <laughs> because we, the, 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 mis, the mysterious growth of the kingdom, it happens in the heart, unobserved, unobservable to us. We go about our day, we, we do things, we pray, we plan, we prepare, we teach, uh, we serve the needs of others. All of this is kingdom activity, but the growth is independent of our work. The word used here, um, that Jesus uses here in the original language, uh, is automate. In English, in the, in the ESV translation, the earth produces all by itself. So the farmer goes out, he scatters his seed. And the earth produces all by itself. The original word there, automate, we can see immediately, this is where we get our word automatic from. You know. The earth produces automate, automatically. The farmer does, in, in one sense, he does absolutely nothing in terms of the growth of the seed. The seed pulls in moisture and nutrients, and then it pushes through the soil, and, it, and then it captures sunlight. And, you know, for I had a couple of botany classes, and <laughs> it's actually, botany is actually, um, it's very, uh, it's actually pretty complicated. Um, a lot more complicated than I originally thought. <laughs> uh, photosynthesis, all, all of this, you know, and we might say, well, yeah, yeah, botanists, biologists, we know how seeds, we know how plants grow and seeds grow. Okay, you know, the point isn't to split hairs over our scientific knowledge of plants. The point is, is to get perspective on the fact that those plants grow, those seeds grow completely independent of what we do. And that's Jesus' point. It's a mysterious growth. It's unobservable to us. What should knowing this do for us what should, what should that do for you? No, knowing that this is, this, is, this is how seeds grow. And Jesus is saying, you, you, this is how seeds grow. The farmer goes out and he scatters his seed. Then he goes home and he sleeps. And it grows by, he, in a way he doesn't know, he doesn't see. Automate. What should that do for us? Well, I think it should comfort us. I think knowing this can put us at ease in, in some sense. We don't know how. We don't see how it happens. We can't explain it, but it's okay because God does. God does. He knows how. He knows how his kingdom is growing, even if it's maddeningly mysterious to us. <laughs> In West Africa, um, I, I often find myself wanting to uh, plan, as, as I think it's good to plan, uh, Plan ministry, Bible studies. We we just uh, Sarah and I just shared the, uh, the different avenues of ministry that we do with RUF: one-on-one -on -one ministry, small group ministry, large group. There's 
you can imagine, there's a lot of planning, uh, sending texts, uh, setting up appointments, um, study, all kinds of things. Uh, you know, and I find myself, for those of you who've been in ministry, who are in ministry, or who might go into ministry, it's easy for those in ministry to want to control. We want to control. We want to control how the kingdom grows. And I want to control how things grow. With these pictures that we show, you know, I, it's, it's, I, want, to, I, want, to, I want to be involved. I want to, I want to make sure the, the students come to the appointment and they show up on time, and, and that never happens. <laughs> that does not happen in West Africa. Uh, nothing happens on time in West Africa. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. And that, um, the thing is, is if you try to control that, you will go insane. Um, so, you know, uh, where am I going with this? A few weeks ago, we've been, Sarah and I have been back here in the States about a month, a little over a month. Uh, right before we came back, uh, we, we had all these ministry activities planned. We wanted to finish with a, some good Bible studies, a great large group before we went back for for our, our home ministry assignment. And then students, they started setting fire to their university. And essentially mayhem broke out. Just mayhem. They started burning cars and buses. Um, the police intervened. Uh, students started throwing rocks, burning tires in the streets. Police responded, firing tear gas and uh, these, these, um, those kind of shock grenades that boom, uh, they just, you know, uh, they're, they're extremely loud. We can hear them in our apartment. The tear gas sometimes floats into our apartment because um, we're right by the university. So, so essentially mayhem broke out, chaos, and all those plans for, the, for ministry just whoosh, gone. No control, gone. Just evaporated like smoke. And we got on the plane, we came here. But you know, there's consolation. Because the kingdom of God grows in a way that's mysterious. And we don't see it. And he's doing it right now in West Africa. Even when we're not there. Even when the university had to shut down. And he's doing it here in Pompano Beach, Fort Lauderdale. In your midst. The kingdom of God is growing right here. But you can't always see it. Just like the farmer can't see the seed growing. He goes to sleep. There's frustration and madness in ministry. Trying to figure it out. Losing control. I'm sure, um, you know, Larry... uh, Larry and Sandy were in Mexico for many, many years, and um, I'm sure they have many stories of having no control. (laughs) Probably here, too, because we can't control it. But God can, and he does. So let's be at rest. Like the farmer who goes to bed at night, just go to bed. I wish I could have done that last night. (laughs) I tried. Just go to bed. Let go of the day. Sometimes I have to force myself to go to bed at night. Is that 
Any of you like that? I don't know. It's weird, I know. But sometimes I, I just say, Colin, just, just let go and go to bed. You know, sleep is the, one of the most humbling things we do in life. Why is that? Because when we sleep for about six, seven, eight hours, depends on who you are, we're effectively dead. You ever think about that? We're effectively dead. There's, there's absolutely nothing you or I can do when we sleep. You can't plan. You can't talk to anyone. You can't read. You can't, you can't, you can't pray. There's, there's nothing you can do. It's like you're dead every single night. And in some ways, I think it's, it's, it's a way that God has sown into his creation and into, into our very lives, the, this, this rhythm that we go through every night to humble us, to say, you can't do it all. You, you have to sleep. But the Lord never sleeps nor slumbers, as the psalmist says. And praise God, because he works when we sleep. Just like the farmer who goes to bed at night, and the seed grows, and he knows not how. And the earth produces all by itself. The seed grows mysteriously. The next point, and I'll try to move through these a little more uh, quickly. The kingdom grows incrementally. It grows little by little. Jesus says, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. It's, it's incremental. It's, it's slow. You can't see it. Again, like, it's like those kites I was talking about. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I couldn't see. You can't know, none of us can really see with our, in, in real time, we can't see growth. We, you actually, we need time-lapse photography. We've all seen that. You know, we watch nature shows. Uh, um, whether it's you know, cloud formations or, or plants growing. It, we need time-lapse photography to actually visibly see growth because it's so slow. And sometimes the kingdom of God grows slowly. In fact, a lot of times it does. I mean, there are, there are refreshing times of revival where God does powerful things. He, um, this has happened throughout church history. Um, it's happened here in America. It could happen again. It could happen here in Fort Lauderdale. But you know what? For you and I right now, as far as we know, God is, God is just doing his slow, steady, incremental kingdom building. The question for you and I is, are we okay with that? If, if we were to stretch out time... And God's, God's activity in time, he's always active in time, but in God's, God's kingdom growth through time, you and I are, are a blip. We're a fraction on that timeline. Our, 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 the RUF ministry in West Africa, it's, it's a blip. It's a blip. The church that I'm a part of, this church, it's, it's, it's a fraction. God has... God is doing something that takes time. The disciples, um, most, most scholars 
think that the disciples more or less probably thought Jesus was going to come back uh, within their lifetime or very soon. That, that's kind of the, there's the expectation. We, we can see this in some of Paul's letters, the Thessalonians, um, people stop working because, you know, the, 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 there's this expectation that, that Jesus, is come, his, his, his return is imminent. But here we are 2,000 years and counting, and Jesus has not yet come back yet. So what should that tell us? That, that God, he's, he's on his timeline. And it's not always ours. The kingdom of God grows incrementally. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. Sometimes we just get to see the blade. Maybe we get to see the ear. Sometimes we get to see the full grain, the full blade in the ear. Full grain, sorry. <laughs> Are we okay with that? Jesus might come back this afternoon. Might come back tomorrow. He might come back 800 years from now. Or 4,000 years from now. I don't know. None of us know. It's okay. He knows. And his kingdom growth is sure and steady. It's incremental. The fact that you're here this Sunday morning, to me, is, is it's a wonderful thing. You know, there's a lot of things. Um, we, uh, Sandy drove Surrey and I to church this morning. And on the way to, uh, on the way to here at church, um, there was people out doing things. There was a lot of people running, uh, people riding on their bikes. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of things you could have done on this Sunday morning other than be here. I probably could have slept. <laughs> but you're here. Praise God. Because, because you, you believe this is true. You showed up. God is in our midst. His kingdom is growing. And, and, and worship is, is kind of like the dress rehearsal. We're, we're, every time you come here and worship, and the worship team, when you lead this church in singing, you, you, it's like the dress rehearsal for the one day when Jesus will come back and, and lay before us a banquet, a wedding feast. And every Sunday that you come and you worship, it's like you're rehearsing that one great day. And in fact, this table looks forward to that. Praise God, you're here. Even though the kingdom of God grows slowly, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Just, just keep coming back. And invite your neighbors too. <laughs> invite your neighbors to this church. Invite your friends, your colleagues. The third thing that rises out of this parable, I think, is, is we see that the kingdom of God not only grows mysteriously and incrementally, but it grows towards a goal. There's an objective the Lord Jesus, the one who came, bringing in this, this sometimes maddeningly mysterious kingdom. He is the one who assures its final glorious consummation. He, Jesus, is the kingdom's king. You know, the irony of the, this kingdom is that the king of this kingdom came to die. 
that is that is the most that is the most that, that was the most unsettling irony that threw everyone off in the first century. That this kingdom's king came as a servant and he came to die. And he came to die to taste death and to swallow it whole. And that's what Jesus did for you and for me in this kingdom. And he rose from the grave triumphantly, and he promises to return again to bring in the final harvest of this kingdom when the sickle will be laid to it. This kingdom grows towards a goal. Unlike jazz, the kingdom of God resolves. <laughs> you, ever, you ever think about that? Like, I, I like jazz, I, but it, I'm, not a, I'm not a music specialist. And I, I was talking to Surrey about this the other day. She was helping me understand um, how music, uh, how, how, how scales resolve in, in music. And, and what's unique about jazz is it doesn't really, it doesn't really resolve normally the way most, most music does. And there's something about, and jazz is beautiful, but there's something about when music resolves, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's done. And the kingdom of God will resolve. And all the evil that's going on around our world, that's going on even inside your life and my life, and it is in my life, it will one day resolve when Jesus returns. So, so take this to heart and go to bed tonight. <laughs> Just go to bed and know that God is at work. And then go out into the field once again and throw the seed into the field. And through prayer and conversations and hospitality, Offering a word of encouragement, offering a Bible, talking to a friend. Just be involved in kingdom ministry wherever you are, and then go to bed. Because God is the one who's causing the kingdom to grow, independent of our work. The last thing I would like to say um, is that if you're here this morning and you, and you and you're hearing all this talk about the kingdom of God, and maybe you've, you've heard Larry preach this summer on, on the kingdom of God, and you're still like, kingdom of God, it's just, it's hard to figure out. That's okay. That's okay. I, I don't have it all figured out. God knows that. But you know, you know what? You know what? The one thing we can figure out, the most important thing about this kingdom it's the king of the kingdom. And his name is Jesus. And if, if you're here this morning and you don't, and you don't know um, about what the kingdom of God is, and maybe you don't even know about who the king of this kingdom is, and you would like to know more about this king who is Jesus, I would just encourage you to, uh, to talk to Larry, to talk to someone next to you, um, you can talk to me, but don't, but don't leave here, and, and don't, don't put it aside. Find out who Jesus is, because he is the one. He is the one who reigns over this kingdom, and he is bringing it.
to a final glorious consummation when he returns. He is coming for us. Jesus reigns. That's that's the final message of the kingdom. All the parables ultimately point to the fact that Jesus reigns and that nothing will thwart his reign. It has come, it is being worked out, and it will find its glorious completion when he comes back. And whether we're here alive to see it happen or whether already in his presence, it will happen. Jesus is sure to his word. He, he keeps his word. He keeps his word. Let me pray for us. Father God, we, we so desperately need to hear from you. There's a cacophony of, of, of voices, of, of, of messages that, that literally bombard us every single day of our lives. And we desperately need to hear a sure, a more sure word. And we praise you this morning that you have given us your holy scripture. That you have given us these, this treasure of the, these, this wonderful teaching. These parables of the kingdom of Jesus, the Lord Jesus. Thank you for these parables. And, and Lord, I pray uh, for, for, for this church, for Florida Coast Church, for Larry as he, as he continues to, to walk through the parables of the Lord Jesus, the parables of the kingdom, that you would take this sure word and apply it to the hearts of each one here. And Lord, that you would build your church, that you would cause the living stones, these living stones of your church to grow and to be built into the house that you inhabit. Lord, be exalted. We await your your coming. We, we, We await your coming with expectation. And no matter if you will come in our lives or if, if, if we will already be with you asleep, as the writers of, of Scripture say, we know that you are the one who reigns, Lord Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.